Incredible people, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Hollywood Heels podcast. I am the rock star, the renaissance man, the Duke Russo, and I am joined by my dog, my oos over here, the divine voice himself, Henron. What's up, man? What's going on, brother man, and what's going on, people? We have returned, and along with some of your favorites, you know, uh, they came in with some Monday Night Raw action here. Uh, What did we have going on tonight? Well, we we got this show in Nashville, Tennessee, and I had big expectations for this crowd, and they were the biggest disappointment of the night. Dude, this crowd fucking sucked, man. Crowd was kind of mid. Um, I mean, at some points they they chanted, right? But like they you know, it wasn't Chicago, I could say that. Well, yeah, obviously in terms of CM Punk reaction, that's he had, he got booed at points in the promo, which I thought was fucking weird. We'll, we'll get to that promo shortly here, but like they weren't that great in the matches. They were great during like Randy Dom, but you know, like Ivar, uh, uh, Big Bronson, the meat match, like they were, it wasn't until towards the end of the match they got kind of into it, but in the beginning they weren't that into it. I the the tag team turmoil, which was a fucking banger, they weren't into that. Like I, I thought this was a mega lame crowd. Maybe that's just me. Maybe maybe that's the Hollywood heel that I am. Yeah, uh, I will have to agree with you. Um, uh, there was like some really good stuff on this show, and I'm I'm at home. I'm hype, especially during the meat match. I'm waiting for the meat chance. Slap slap that meat. I'm waiting for anything. And I heard like six people meet, but like nothing. Like what are y'all doing? Speaking of that, I saw, I think it was Bronson Reed tweeted out, uh, I don't even remember what the picture of, but he he tweeted out like eight meat emojis, and I was like, yeah, boy, now we're getting to the real good stuff now. We got them meaty men slapping meat. Hell yeah, and we're going to get more of that. I hope they get some more meat in there. There's some Otis in there. Back in the day, they had a best of seven series between, I think, Sheamus and Cesaro. And then they eventually became friends to be, to form the bar, which was an amazing tag team. I want them to do something similar with Ivar and Big Bronson. Dude, we need a meat division. Hell yeah. Give us the meat. All right, so let, let's jump into the meaty bits here. We've got the CM Punk promo. His first promo on a WWE show, on WWE Raw, and apparently, like, real close to 10 years. I mean, he's been gone nine, and, uh, yeah, it's it's been a minute. So I'll, I'll kind of go over a little bit, and then we'll get dive into the the meat of it. But, you know, he comes out and says, you know, hell, hell has indeed frozen over. He's in a WWE ring with a live microphone in his hands. You know, is there a pipe bomb coming is what we're all wondering. The answer is no, not really. Um, he kind of gets a little corny saying, oh, I don't want to say this because it is corny, but I'm changed and I'm home. He came back to get everything that he wants out of the WWE, and it turns out that everything he's ever wanted is right here in the WWE. And a wise man once told him that he was going to need to leave and come back to get what he wanted. And you know what? That wise man was right. I'm pretty sure that wise man was also, quote-unquote, fired over this individual at some point. May or may not be true. Um, brings up AJ Lee to a mega pop. 
so you know, I guess I guess we know one of the surprise surprise entrants at the uh, Royal Rumble coming up here because that's that's feeling pretty obvious. He's saying that the people in back are actually happy to see him. It's a big old family reunion. Some people kissed him on the mouth. You know, I'm kind of confused at who that might be. My my first thoughts, maybe maybe Kofi Kingston, you know. But really, it's probably Cora Jade after we've seen her just desperate thirstiness all over Twitter recently in terms of CM Punk. Uh, she's probably the closest thing to a stalker that he has. And that's saying something because it's CM Punk. <laughs> and he's saying everybody's welcomed him back with open arms. Well... Almost everybody. And those who didn't, they're afraid of him. Why? Because the best in the world is back. The best in the ring, the best on the microphone, and even the best at commentary. And then he finally slips into true CM Punk fashion and says, he ain't here to make friends. He's here to make money. And then right as Raw is coming off the air, you see him start to take a Young Bucks victory lap. We saw some people post on Twitter who were there, the video of it. Turns out he didn't actually take the victory lap. It cut right as, like, he stopped and it cut at the same time, basically. But that was that was a little nudge that we need to see that he is indeed still CM Punk. Um, how'd you feel about this? Man, like, I just, I expected more. The like, I'm sorry, you can't call yourself the best in the world. Do I need to go back to what 2011 Money in the Bank? Do I need to go back to the 2006 Ring of Honor scene, like to educate myself to find the entertainment in this? It just, I, I felt this was a weak ass promo. Um, he said, I've changed, changed from what, changed from back. Then changed from your most recent antics. What what exactly have you changed from, and why should I care? I mean, it's nice to see that him being back. I guess opens the door for AJ. So, and as been put in my notes as well, we'll see you at the uh, Royal Rumble. Who I'm also guessing we're probably going to see Sasha Banks at the Royal Rumble. Bingo. That's, uh, thing that I'm probably guessing as well. But meh, this this was just. Big mid, big mad to me. I like that he said, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. Thank you for being honest. Uh, we get it. It, it. It's a job, you know, and you're here to do that. But let's, I didn't like it. I, I don't, I don't care. I, I, I don't care. Okay. So I, I have a, a lot of thoughts on this and, um, I, I just want to be clear and say that I have never really been a CM Punk fan. I liked the anti-authority kind of thing that he had. And I mean, let's face it, we've all more or less hated Vince for, for probably the majority of our wrestling fandom. Um, so, you know, we could all relate to him in that context. Um, and... Also, like, his mega height, I personally took a break from wrestling during that time. Like, the post-Attitude Era days, like, let's be real, they, they, weren't, they weren't the best days. But they were also, like, his only days, his peak days in WWE. I didn't really know much about the Ring of Honor scene back then. So, mind you, the majority of the punk that I've seen, I've gone back and watched. And not since this, like... You know, when I did finally get back into wrestling, I obviously knew that he was a big part of it. You know, that that's that's basically how I educated myself on John Cena and, and a bu bunch of the things that went on. So I just want to get that out of the way. But 
I'm not saying that I liked this, but I didn't mind it. There were definitely things I did like about it. So the first off, like I've seen massive outrage all over social media about this, calling it PG punk and, oh, look at it, look, look in his eyes. He hates it there and all of this kind of shit. And he, he only went back because he got fired. Well, okay, maybe that last part is true. But that doesn't that alone prove that he changed? Like the fact that everybody's coming, expecting him to walk up on stage and be like, fuck Tony Kong, fuck the Young Bucks, fuck Hangman Page. Like, and he didn't do that. I mean, doesn't that actually kind of show that he changed? First off, um, second off, like I'm, I'm pretty sure that the last few months have been very humbling to him in a sense, you know, uh, yes, he's had time away before, but I would like to think that we all kind of change and evolve and, and learn through things. And then sometimes, you know, we need to be in a shit situation where like, maybe we don't have a job. Maybe we'll never have a job again. I don't know. There's some sort of shit. I mean, the lawsuits going on and off and all oh, he, he, he's great at finding trouble. Uh, let's be real here. But, um, I felt I felt pretty good about that kind of stuff. Now, the other part of it is that it's it's been established by multiple sources that this was supposed to be longer, that the Randy Dirty Dom match ran about 10 minutes late, so he was actually supposed to be out there for 10 more minutes. So, a shit ton was clearly cut out. Not only that, but the dude's only been signed since fucking Saturday. So, like, what kind of soliloquy do you expect? Do you expect him to, to, to generate some fucking Shakespearean novel since then in also figuring everything out and making really sudden travel plans and whatnot? So, like, I think all things considered... This this was pretty decent, and let's be honest, the dude needs to be on his best behavior, or he really is done for good. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. He has to be on his best behavior and mind his manners. Um, but show me in the ring, you know. I'm waiting for the him and Seth match. What what, what was it back in the day, Tyler Black? You know, let yep. let's get. Let's get that. You know what I'm saying? If he can go, if he can entertain me in a match with Seth Rollins, like that's your measuring stick right there. If you can do that, you'll sway my opinion. But I, I've not seen that from him, honestly, ever. I, I can't say I've seen every single one of his matches, but he's just not one of those guys where I'm like, oh, I so can't wait to see that. Like he's a great talking point. He's very polarizing, very popular you know, very unpopular. He's just one of those figures that everybody always has something to say about him, whether it's good or bad. And like they always say, good publicity, bad publicity, it is good because they're talking about you, right? So he's obviously doing something right. Me personally, I need to see more. Yeah, and, and obviously we will be getting more. So, you know, the rumors are that his first feud is going to be Seth Rollins. So basically the rumors are you know, Seth freaking out after the match was indeed a work. Um, the Drew stuff, I don't know. I've seen kind of back and forth on of like, yeah, he was pissed, but he wasn't necessarily pissed about CM Punk. Um, and then what's rumored after that is what's even more scary. And now, now this is where I start going through timelines in my head. Uh, first feud, Seth. Second feud, Roman. Now, 
I would say that they're on a trajectory to have Seth Punk at WrestleMania. So we'd we'd be looking at like night one WrestleMania, Seth Punk, night two Roman Cody, if that's how things line up. And I, I would say that that's, that's a fairly strong likelihood. So it, I would say that I, my gut would have been that once Roman drops the belt, he goes away for a little while. I mean, he goes away for a little while all the time anyway. But like, Takes an extended break and then makes a John Cena return. That type of vibe. Um, you know, Royal Rumble or some random shit. Um, but if if we do go with Seth Punk at WrestleMania, and then it's going to be Punk Roman after that, either Roman's got to still have the belt. I, I don't know. Like, okay, so the two things that Punk didn't get that he really wanted to when he was in WWE the first time, was main event WrestleMania and win the Royal Rumble. Does he do both of those things within his first few months back? Ugh, I don't want to see this man win the Royal Rumble. Ugh, like, there's so many more deserving people, and this just ruins things. Like, I'd love to see him and Seth. Obviously, that's where this is going. I think that would actually be a really good match with, with the history, with... Everything that they kind of put in play, that's going to be great. I'd love, and they somebody posted like a mock WrestleMania card, and th- those were four or two of the four matches that they posted, which are all four matches that I think should be on the card: Seth and Punk, Cody and Roman, and then it was also Brock and Gunther and Uso versus Uso. I think that's going that would make the best Banger. WrestleMania card, you know, in in a, in a few years, in my opinion. Yes, and and I would like to see. Punk and Roman, because I feel like the promo battles would be amazing, especially with the wise man who he gave a shout out to in this promo. That was his boy back in the day, wasn't it? Like, how's that going to play into things? And I I feel like that'd be very interesting as well. Can we do it for no belt? That that's the question here, because if if we're doing it for no belt, okay, cool. Kind of, kind of hard to keep people super interested if there's no belt involved to keep them on that upper echelon, even though they're permanently at that level. But we can't see Cody lose again. That's what I'm saying. So, like, what this lines up to be is, is if these rumors are true. Now, this is just pure fucking fantasy land speculation. I want to make that clear. But... If those rumors are true, that that's the progression, then Roman has to have the belts, which would mean that he beats Cody, which would also mean that Roman breaks Hogan's record, which could could be what they're angling for. And then the scary part is, is Roman would then be due to drop the belts. And if the next big feud is CM Punk, he drops him the punk. And that would bother me. I think that would bother a lot of people in the company. Yeah, there's... I mean, I honestly, the SmackDown titles is what I'm going to call them now because it ain't the world heavyweight. I don't even know what the... the, it's the universal. Is it, is it just the universal now? Like, it's not the undisputed WWE universal super mega, mega double champ. Well, they, they had that, yeah. like, that, like, new belt ceremony for him. And, like, they didn't, I don't think they actually said they were, like, combining the belts. But then, like, a couple months later, he just mysteriously started only showing up with one belt. 
and it was that new belt. So I think they unified them. Yeah, that was that was their intent with that new belt that was basically the same. It just had more diamonds in it. Yeah, and he was walking around with three belts for a while, and then he took like a two-month break and then just started showing up with one belt and it was just kind of like, okay. If I was Roman, because they, they got like the travel belts and then they got the real belts, right? Because like obviously the real belts are, you know, diamonds and gold and worth a lot more money. I'd be like, yeah, I took it home and I forgot it, boss man. And like, I would just never bring it back. <laughs> and you know what, Roman, they'd probably let do that. They'd be like, you know what, my tribal chief, you've earned this. We'll, we'll make another one. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, with as much as they pay those motherfuckers, they can afford to make another one. But, you know, I, I, I just feel like CM Punk, I actually feel for the guy because I feel like he's, and okay, kind of feel for the guy because ultimately the situation that he's in, he built himself. Like, let's let's just get that out of the way. Like he's only in this position because he's burnt every fucking bridge that he ever had, and now he's clinging to hope to the last one. So let, let's just establish that. But as far as the fan base goes, and this is, I guess, more or less the summary of his fucking career is is this is dividing it again even more. So you got the people that are like, oh my god, it's it's PG Punk. They neutered him, blah blah blah, and you know he was so much better in AEW, and and you know these are the wrestling fans that want one company to die so the other one can thrive. Guess what? If that's what you want, you're not a fucking wrestling fan. You know, if you're a wrestling fan, you want both companies to thrive because competition brings the best out. Um, but you know, you've got those people and then you got the people that are absolutely in love that he's back. It's like, it's creating a bigger divide. He's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Like, he's going to be hated no matter what. Which, again, I guess was really always his his persona, more or less. But, um, I don't know. I, I did feel for him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to wish ill will on anybody, you know. I hope he stays healthy. I, I hope he enjoys his run because, as we've been saying with a lot of these guys, like, this this could be the last run. This could be the last time we see the guy. I'm, I'm sure they're giving him some belt. And, I mean, he might be the one that, in my opinion, I, I don't think we should do the, like, I don't think we should get down the whole taking the titles off a Roman deal he shouldn't but i wouldn't be upset to see him take the title off of seth give that man a break you know he i think his back still hurt you know i i still want it to end up on drew um so i i don't know how i'd feel about that you know let's let's warm punk up like let's let's have him get the us title off of logan paul or let's let's have him you know it, maybe let maybe let him beat Gunther so that way you can move Gunther up then you build up Punk's credibility a little bit you free Gunther up to go after a bigger belt um I'd be okay with I wouldn't be like absolutely thrilled with that but I'd be okay with that like I I would see because it would be good for everybody involved really um I don't think he needs one of the top belts on the top show right away I think the only reason we let him take it over Seth is because that's going to in itself be fun. But I think he should drop it to Drew after that because then we kind of have that small storyline of Drew storming out after everything that happened and this guy 
showing up and kind of ruining a day that was even worse for him, I feel like that could play a little bit more into his heel run. I'd like that. Yeah, and we're going to get a little bit deeper into his heel run coming up here. But all right, let's talk about the other big return that we have. Daddy's home. We got Randy Orton back for the first time in a year and a half. He He's the one who actually opens this show. He comes out, you know, talking about how glad he is to be back, and he's going to do this for however long he can, you know, which is basically until I get injured again is what he's saying. And hopefully that's a long-ass fucking time because this is one dude I am mega excited to have back. Um, he wants to make the bloodline pay all of the members in the bloodline. And this is, we got mommy coming out and interrupting him. Rhea comes out on her own saying, oh, you know, bloodline has fallen. We're the most dominant faction. Uh, I love that the crowd, this is one thing I'll give the crowd. I love that they wanted Randy to RKO Rhea. <laughs> like that was just absurd to me. And this is, you know, when we get the beautiful line from Randy Orton that has set up his chance for the next, I don't know, however long. But he's like, oh, you know, I watched the product while I was gone. And, you know, I see Rhea Ripley here, Rhea this, Rhea that, mommy this, mommy that. Well, guess what, Rhea? Daddy's home. And uh, we are forever, I feel like, going to get Who's Your Daddy and Daddy Chance now in relation to Randy Orton. I'm all fucking for it. Um, we ultimately set up a match with Dominic Mysterio here. We get Dom and JD coming in to ambush him. Uh, they succeed a little bit, but it ends in JD in a neck brace already eating a, another RKO. And uh, that's how we open up the show. It was a pretty fun opening. And I'm assuming that you're a little more hyped for this return than the CM Punk return. 100% man my my whole demeanor changes I'm smiling you know my my my, my posture is better just speaking about you know daddy being back oh man this was this was great you know I I loved that he made the small comment about I want to take out every member of the bloodline I feel like there was some hidden connotations there like something that we haven't picked up on yet so I I feel like there might be something going on there but we'll kind of, that's kind of on the back burner um, as we deal with some of the Judgment Day stuff. I love that JD had a neck brace, hashtag neck strong. Um, hopefully him and uh, Roddy are doing well. Uh, maybe they're getting treatments together or something like that. I, I hope he like has the neck brace for a long time. I, I hope he does, not to just steal a gimmick from the other company, but it's fucking working so well. You might as well. Um, that's, that's quality. I did like how he said... I've never done one thing, and that was compete in the war games, which prompted me to immediately Google all the things Randy Orton hasn't done. And the list is so random because he's done so much shit. It's shit you wouldn't even think of. Like he was in a Punjabi prison match against Jinder Mahal <laughs> that he lost in. So it's like Randy Orton's never won a Punjabi prison match. And I guarantee you 99% of the roster hasn't, right? So <laughs> Roman Reigns hasn't. So yeah, like he he really has done a lot, but. Yeah, you know, daddy's back, crowd's hype, he hits the RKO on JD McNoneck, and, you know, he's going to go find Pierce so he can get that match with Dom tonight. Yeah, and uh, that that's that's going to be a banger match. We got some other Andy Orton stuff to, to deal with here. Um, he does encounter 
a member, former member of the Bloodline backstage. Uh, we get we get a shot of uh, Randy and Jay backstage, and Jay is apologizing, you know, saying that uh, you know he's he's trying to do the right thing with his second chance here. And Randy, as he stated earlier, has been watching the product, and he's seen the transformation in Jay. He's seen that he's had Cody's back and KO's back, even though whatever went on there, he's had Sammy's back. He's had a lot of the guys back, and the guys in the locker room trust him, and that matters to the Viper. And as long as Jay's actually out of the bloodline, we good, Oose. Eat. I feel like this version of Randy Orton is different. Like he's he's still a viper, he's still vicious, right? But he's backed, he's jacked in. He's daddy mode, dude. He's he's like legitimately the dad of the show now. Yeah, like I, I feel like he's almost an ode to how John Cena is now. Like he comes back and he's a lot more almost tongue-in-cheek, you know, a lot more aware of things, you know, saying ye, you know, and just talking and being a normal human being and not a psychopath like it's very interesting i I, li- I like this segment and i loved how J- uh, jay was like he was scared and he was like i, I came to find you before you found me <laughs> so I-, I love that it's still showing that people still treat him as he is as if he is still that vicious viper but he's the apex predator dude but there's something different about him you know he's carrying a different aura I'm dude, I am really, really excited for his return and and like I pray that he stays healthy because I feel like there's so much good content there and I feel like it's scary sometimes now with him in the ring go undergoing like double spinal fusion surgery and seeing him like break necks out there and 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 you know, he looks damn fucking good doing it. I hope that it stays up because I just feel like he has a lot to give us. I I think that you know, uh, I he's a, another one of the guys where like I had to go back and watch a lot of his career. And in that process, he easily became one of my favorite of all, favorite of all time. Like the dude's just been a machine for so long. He's gone in the ring. He is the legend killer. He's gone in the ring with like anybody and everybody that you can fucking imagine. Always held his own. And now he has an opportunity to do it with more people. You know, it it very clearly feels face from him. And I, uh, obviously with a return, yes. So, you know, I don't know if we're going to get to see some of the, like the newer uh, big people, like the rise of LA Knight. Like, I don't know if we're going to see LA Randy Orton anytime soon just because of the dynamic there or anything. But like, there's a whole slew of people for him to get in the ring with now. Um, that he may not have yet, like him, like maybe, maybe we get like a Tez Randy match. That could be really fucking fun, you know. And this is this is like TV show fodder matches too. So I, I don't know, dude. Like I, I'm, I'm really excited for what can come from this. For sure, he's got to climb that SmackDown ladder. Um, so once he's done, I'm, I don't, I, I, can we say he's done with Judgment Day after this match? You know what I'm saying? Like he. He got the win. He got what he wanted. So we'll see what happens on SmackDown because I assume he's going to be there. And are we putting him right into the Roman feud? Like, is he going right after the Enforcer and him, Jim, right away or what? I That's what I would expect. I would not be shocked if we saw him somehow involved with Santos Escobar as well. Um, 
I mean, he is going to appear. It has been confirmed. WWE has advertised that he will be in this upcoming SmackDown. So you got to assume that it's going to be at the bare minimum him calling out Bloodline. Now, you also got to assume that if Roman was going to be on there, it would also have been advertised, and it has not been. So I would assume that it's something involving Heyman and Solo and him, Jim, and, and Randy. Um Solo Randy would be fun. I I don't remember if we got that. I feel like Solo wasn't high caliber enough to be competitive for Randy. I so my my immediate thoughts on the SmackDown roster, easy and fun would be Austin Theory, Grayson Waller, entertainment. Oh yeah. I, I wouldn't see. be surprised if he was a guest on Grayson Waller Effect this Friday. Maybe that's how he's appearing. Yeah, that that's kind of what I was thinking as well. Um, I could see him getting involved with Santos because I want to say wasn't Randy and Mysterio like part of the quote unquote SmackDown Six like back in the two thousands in WWE's heyday. So like I feel like they got some some respect and history there. But honestly, I just kind of want to see. Uh, it's probably not going to happen, and we probably shouldn't do Randy like this. But if we really want to play into his neck injury. The Enforcer, Solo, he just took out John Cena. Maybe he's the new legend killer. Is he going to take out Randy next? Uh, no, we, we can't let that happen. He's going to get RKO'd in a fucking oblivion. Yeah, yeah. Just like he should have RKO'd Rhea, honestly. Um, I think he RKO'd Nia Jax like in the Royal Rumble a few years back. So it's happened. I don't know why. I guess maybe not here. Not tonight. Not yet. Maybe one day. Ma- mommy will be getting RKO'd. Like, I, what you said earlier is like, I, I disagree. I don't think this Randy Judgment Day thing is over. Like, I do think we're going to get a uh, Finn Balor Randy and Priest Randy at some point. I, I think, you know, now, now that Dom's done, JD, I, I, don't, I don't think we should put JD in the ring with Randy. Like, the dude will, will I would legitimately fear for his health um but obviously priest and finn are of a much different ilk than jd so i think we could get those and i think those could be exceptionally fun yeah and i and i think an easy transition since we have judgment day on both brands because they have the tag titles and they kind of just do what they want um obviously jd can't wrestle and you know Randy's not in the tag title picture, but just throw Dom in there with Grayson and Austin Theory because they were just beefing with LA Knight and Kevin Owens, and we got a nice little three v three for some very fun action, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd be I'd be behind that. And uh, not to not to leave anybody out, we've got one more return to talk about. The best. We've, we've got a guy looking for the. Award-winning multi-platinum jelly rolls. We had country artist jelly roll there, and naturally, we've got our truth looking for the jelly rolls. So we get a segment where we've got all the tag teams together, all the face tag teams, and you know they're they're talking about jelly roll being there, and and our truth shows up. Jelly rolls. I love jelly rolls. He goes over to jelly roll. What's up, dog? Where them jelly rolls at? And and he's like, no, 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 I am Jelly Roll. You ate them all already? They're all gone? Like, bro, our truth I, you know what I need? 
I need an Akira Tozawa R-True tag team. Like, I feel like these two need to be together. Um, we get some other moments where he's like, he, he just absolutely, uh, well, actually, before we get to the best one, we've got him going in with Judgment Day, and he's like, yo, I heard you all looking for a fifth member for War Games. I'm in. And they're like, dude, War Games was two days ago. Oh, really? How'd we do? We win? How'd I do? Uh, you weren't in it, and we lost. Oh, dog, you look really down about that. I got some good news for you, though. Guess what? Randy Orton's back. We know. Like, oh my fucking God. And then we get even more later on. He's in the Judgment Day locker room pounding them jelly rolls he got the sugar all over the place he got the cream and the jelly all over the place and they come in and he's just making a mess with this huge ass platter and they're like yo what are you doing here it's like i got i got these award-winning multi-platinum jelly rolls you want one dude what's up with our couch oh it was dude our truth we needed this Yes, like he, it's like, and he he's kind of been involved with Tazawa already with the whole twenty four seven division that no longer exists. So they're familiar with each other. They can continue to be friends, be a tag team, just be on the show, please. At first, they're talking about oh, country, CMA music winner, or whatever award winner, and I'm like country, like I don't know this guy. I didn't care. He immediately came on the screen. He gave a belly bump to Otis, and I was like, I'm a fan. I don't know who this guy is, but I love him. R-Truth is there going crazy. Uh, what's his name? Tavawa starts doing the nasty dance. It's so stinky. Everybody can't even hold on to it. It stinks so bad. Oh, man. Beautiful. We set up the tag team turmoil. I love the name of that. It makes it sound so intense. And it kind of was intense. It was, it was a really nice turmoil match. And then into the... With him in the Judgment Day... Like he's sprawled out with with the snacks. Um, his comedy is great, but yeah, that that last kind of line there when they're oh you know how'd y'all do? How did I do? Oh, did you know Randy's back? And they're like you you need to go now. <laughs> that shit got me. Yeah, and apparently JD is going to handle our truth. So uh, I'm assuming that's going to be our truth's first match back is JD McDonuts, JD McJelly Rolls. Yo, and JD's man, I hope he comes out there with the neck brace and he wrestles with the neck brace and our truth hits like the with the scissor kick, uh, the axe kick, you know, to the back of the neck or something. Like just just keep hurting his neck, all right? Yeah, and then and then he's just gonna out of nowhere, RKO out of nowhere. We and we haven't really had that yet, you know. Uh, I mean they've they've already used the out of nowhere call like three times, but it hasn't been like an actual out of nowhere one yet. Yeah, yeah, but it's coming. And I have a feeling it may happen this Friday at SmackDown. It may happen backstage to somebody in the Bloodline. Who knows? Maybe that Bloodline member he's talking about, maybe he's going to RKO Paul Heyman. I think, I think he would legitimately end that man's career. His hair would go gray again. <laughs> 
Oh, boy. So those are the three big returns that we had. Let's get into this first match that we had. We had the tag team turmoil match, which was indeed chaos, to decide the number one contender for the undisputed, unified, quadruple, triple, double belt situation of the Judgment Day. And uh, we had DIY eliminate Alpha Academy... We had DIY eliminate Indusheer. Then we had the Creed Brothers eliminate DIY. They then eliminated New Day and eliminated Imperium. So we had Creed Brothers coming out the number one contender. Fuck yes, man. Yeah, it's about time they gave them some action. They looked they looked good. I feel like there were some moments that were kind of like weird, but God, Julius Creed, that like right there, like that guy is great. Like, what was the spot? He tried to like jump off the other guy's back to get to the top rope to hit a superplex and he slipped and he fell and his feet didn't barely even touch the ground. He didn't even have enough like, like whatever contact to jump off the ground again and somehow just jumped right the hell back up to the top rope like with no hesitation that was actually wild um some of the highlights for this for me was otis and Tozawa, and Tozawa couldn't get his shirt ripped off so <laughs> otis had to rip it off and that's always something i comment on like otis rips that shit like it's tissue paper like like it's fucking nothing and i don't know if anybody's ever ripped a shirt before maybe everybody in the world's more jacked than i am but it's not like the easiest thing like a little neckline thing i feel like that's the hardest part of it right so i I thought it was legitimate watching tozawa struggle and then he just tears it like paper like what are those shirts made out of they gotta be just cotton but it just it just rips so easily. I just I just don't understand that. You know I, I have I have some intel on that. So you know my my main gig on guitar is I play guitar in a rock and roll burlesque show. So I I've had a shirt or two ripped off me before, and it's been by uh, not not at all buff like fairly fairly dainty and petite women and so they can indeed do it i mean the key is is you you got to cut the neckline first so you just make a little cut in it you cut through the hard part and then after that it does kind of rip like paper um, but at the same time uh, mr otis can bench press 600 pounds so two things can be true here yeah, it's the neckline deal, man. Like, if there's if the neck part is gone, easy, right? I, I I'm 100 with that. But the neckline is built different, as some kids would say. Well, 600 pounds, and and you know what? We may have been talking about Gable Sensei's hips when we we're referring to a thousand pounds, but I'm pretty sure Gable's uh, Otis's hips can handle a thousand pounds too. So you got a 600 pound bench press and thousand pound hips. A neckline ain't no thang. And and speaking of six hundred to a thousand pounds, we randomly had Indu Sheer out here wrestling in I don't I don't want to call them skirts, you know what I'm saying? But I, I just feel that I thought they were gonna take those things off. I feel like that's cumbersome, uh I guess, but somehow they lost. Why why they're a joke. They lost to DIY, bro. Like that's Dude, look sorry. who their manager is. Like Yeah. Come on. that That's the one thing that I did feel about this was like, 
I I want to see them in an extended match because I don't I don't really remember a whole I I know I've seen a couple matches of theirs and I either really liked it or I really disliked it. So I feel like I need a a, a memory jogger and see them not in like a surprise roll up ending thirty seconds into it. Um, they didn't give you a, like, they gave you big men spots, but they didn't really give you much content. Otherwise I dig the aesthetic of, of, you know, uh, I don't want to use any improper term here, but like Hindu warriors or whatever the fuck you want to call them. Um, I dig it. So like, I'm into that part of it, but I in ring wise need to see more. Yeah. And I think because of this, it's going to lead to them versus DIY, where they're going to get their dub back next week. Because we're probably going to see, you know, Jinder Mahal backstage pissed, talking to Adam Pierce, they cheated or something, so they can get their win back because 50 50 booking. But maybe we'll get to see some more action next week because that's when they should do it while these people are still relevant. Because if you wait any longer, we're going to forget about them again. And they kept saying in dust share not in do share like i swear it, it's in do share like i swear that that's how it was pronounced before and then they were saying it different it is it is indeed spelt in sheer so i just say it really quickly so you can't tell if i'm saying it correctly or incorrectly but yeah it's like i-n-d-u-s space s-e-h-e-r i think something like that but yeah, yeah. I gotta hit the Google Translate, but Imperium no, just say lost. quickly into sheer, into sheer. Like yeah, you can't tell. <laughs> but all all that for Creeds versus Judgment Day, and then Imperium lost, further leading towards their downfall. Yeah, and we see a little bit that later on too, when Gunther's kind of going into them a little bit. Um, I'm I'm super into this Creed push. I don't think that they're going to take the belts off of Judgment Day, but I would really like it to happen. Um, they're just so much fucking fun to watch, and they're also one of these like situations where I bitch about how like sometimes WWE wastes people's primes, physical primes. They are definitely in their physical prime, so use it and give these people their flowers when they deserve it, not 20 years too late. Um, that's just how I feel. Yeah, they should be the raw tag team champions and they should split these belts. Somehow the creeds should be involved in a three way with Judgment Day and whoever, maybe the Phantom Boys on SmackDown. I don't know. Yeah, I well, we, we haven't actually got Los Lotharius up yet. I keep hoping that's actually what's going to happen. But right. um, speaking on the Imperium situation, so yeah, Gunther was obviously not thrilled with the situation. Uh, you can't really tell who he likes more right now. I, I think he just hates both of them, and, but just might hate Vinci slightly less. Uh, and then we got the Miz showing up and more or less is like, yo, I want a rematch. And, and Gunther's just like, LOL, no. Yeah, nobody wants to see Miz run it back. And I guess Gunther did tell them to go to Pierce to handle the DIY issue. So I guess we're going to get DIY Imperium again, leaving Indushir, uh in the dust. I don't know. I, I just don't. I, I don't. I'm so fucking like. No, just no, please. Like, okay, maybe, maybe set up Indushir 
DIY as the feud and just ignore this. But there there were a couple storyline things that I felt like were really kind of scuffed um, in this episode. Maybe not necessarily scuffed, but like how the, it's been handled so far um, was kind of scuffed. Uh, in, in particular, the women's tag situation, which we'll get to that in a bit. Um, but first, the next main event that we have in this show is we've got Cody Rhodes coming out to make a big announcement. Um, you know, he talks about a few things, talks about winning his dad's match, gets a little, a little teary-eyed at that point. But ultimately, he's there to declare for the Royal Rumble. He's declaring himself as the first official combatant in the Royal Rumble. And then we find out, it turns out, Shinsuke's been talking about Cody this whole time, <laughs> which is weird. And then, you know, as Cody's watching uh, Shinsuke's acknowledgement of that on the video screen, Shinsuke creeps up behind him, Cody turns around, and he gives Cody the red mist. Cody was wearing a phenomenal suit, and that was like what bothered me the most. I was, I was like, yo, somebody's got to fucking pay for that suit, man. Yeah, like, in no world could I have told you or guessed that Shinsuke was talking about Cody. And legitimately, I don't think even Shinsuke knew who he was talking about, probably up until this weekend. Um, I, I I feel like this was lapped together last minute. Um, I feel like Orton and Punk and people like that kind of made things change to what they might have been set. I don't know, but Cody's in the Rumble. He's fighting Shinsuke next. I I think it's just going to be a mid-match, but it's happening. I I agree mid-match, and I'm not like thrilled about it. However, I do think that maybe he really was talking about Cody all along because he really ran in on like the privilege and you've been handed things and whatnot. And then now that you're really going back and thinking about it, you're like, Cody kind of really does fit that bill almost better than anybody 100 percent, and i agree with you there because when it showed him appearing on there and i was like that does just as you said it, it makes a lot of sense but i just feel like it doesn't at the same time but i know it doesn't make sense uh, yeah but, from yeah. from like a fact that there's literal no fucking way that shinsuke can win this for multiple reasons first off like Cody is just way better than Shinsuke. Like, I've loved the promos and everything that Shinsuke's done lately, but I've been bitching about his in-ring work for a while now. Um, you know, I've, I felt like Seth has fucking carried every single one of those matches. And, and I, I, I don't know how much he actually belongs in a ring with Cody. I, I think this will be very telling of what... Like, this is going to be Shinsuke's ceiling. Whatever we see out of him in this match, matches, I'm assuming, in reality, with Cody Rhodes, because, I mean, there's no PLE for, like, a month and a half, so I'm assuming we're going to get matches out of this situation. Um, this This is the best we can possibly get from Shinsuke because I don't think there's really too many other people that can make him look as good as Cody can. Yeah, I, I can't I can't wait to watch Cody come out hot and then Shinsuke take over and then he hits his vicious knee moves to the stomach. Oh, and then he hits the sliding German, which I do really like. And then Cody comes back and he hits the power slam. Oh no, he's hype. We got a Cody cutter. We got 
Uh, the crossroads. Oh my god. Yeah, and this okay. This is the most important thing that we can get from this feud. How many crossroads does it take to put down Shinsuke Nakamura? I'm. I'm. I think he's gonna hit him with a three piece. Uh, that's kind of no, like that's that would be insulting to literally everybody else who got hit with the three piece. I I feel like because they've tried to keep Shinsuke on this upper echelon heel level when frankly he's just not there as much of a Shinsuke fan as I. I guess used to be right. Like he's he's fallen off, man. Like the crowd doesn't sing his song. He's just not Shinsuke anymore. Yeah, I I haven't been into him for a while, so I'm not I'm not like super thrilled about this situation. But we're getting it regardless. Um, next up was a match that I was super hyped for: Big Bronson Reed versus Ivar. And ultimately, like at first, I was really disappointed. Like the match was kind of slow, and then it ends up in a double countout, and then it got good. So obviously, we're going to get another one of these matches, and I'm expecting the next match to be some sort of like uh, some sort of you know extreme rules, no DQ match or whatever. And then what we got after the double countout is what we're going to get in the next match. Yeah, I can't. I literally can't wait for what goofy ass name they give this match because it's not going to be a Viking rules match. It's going to be something dealing with Bronson Reed. He's from Australia, so I'm I'm waiting for. I I don't know. You know, some type of. I don't want to say down under because they've been giving that to Waller. But God, what ridiculous over the top name are they going to have for this shit? Like meat something, something with meat in it. It has to be. The Australian butcher match. That that would be that would be great. And I think they finally gave a name to the moon salt from Ivar. They called it a Doom Salt, which I think is fucking banger. Yeah, I think Wade Barrett popped that one off. And I at like my first reaction was eh, but after it like sank in for a little bit, I I started to get into it. Yeah, Wade Barrett was on fire here when he uh when Reed went up for the tsunami, he said Splashville, Tennessee. I really like that. And then Valhalla got kicked out, but then it still ended up being a count out. I felt like you didn't necessarily need to have both of those. Um, yeah, it, it was. But once they got to the point where they were throwing security guards at each other, that's where I was like, yeah, this is what I wanted. Dude, I, I want... Like, those are the wrestling seats I want. Like, right there in that back row. And you're like, oh, shit, they're right here. They were just chucking these security guards. I love how they had Adam Pierce down there and uh, Jason Jordan, a.k.a. Uh, Kurt Angle's son down there. I don't know why he didn't throw them. That would have been fun. And why haven't we seen Jason Jordan interacting at all with Alpha Academy? Like, or anything in this comedy division? Like... They were literally tag team partners together and y'all don't even talk. Yeah, that is that is a little weird. But he's like he's one of their most regular producers now, I feel like. Yeah. So hey, you know what? It's one of those situations where um, you know, the doctors are like, hey, you should probably not do this anymore. And the wrestler actually listened. That he did. But man, 
I just I just want to see like there Gable's always backstage. He's always training. He can't just walk by the guy one time and be like, "Hey, how's it going, buddy?" And then you know, <laughs> they injected. Like, just give me something, man. I I love them. I so well, American Alpha, and they had such an amazing uh, tag team finisher. Fuck, they were good, man. I really enjoyed like especially uh, when I went on my. Uh, NXT takeovers that I missed thing like they have some real bangers in there and it, it's nice that he was able to get that under his belt because you'll forever be remembered of just being amazing unlike some people who you know usually fall before they go out at, at such a peak you know yup and this match is going to peak in the next one that's what we gathered from this uh speaking of uh um i'm searching for the politically correct term here uh large human beings we got a match that was apparently set up and i i don't know if it was like one of these uh social media exclusives or whatever we got a situation where we set up an, a match between zoe stark and nia Jax. And uh, Stark got squashed. Squashed. Yeah, like, are are Zoe and Shayna still friends, or are they not friends? Zoe kind of got mad. She said, I don't need anybody sticking up for me. But Nia kind of came in talking shit to Shayna, too. And I, I, I want to see... Shayna turn on Zoe and go back and hang out with Nia Jax. Weren't they just tag team champions not too long ago? Why don't y'all just be friends again? Since, I mean, Shayna ain't doing shit right now. Uh, she's shuffling the deck. I feel like that's literally what she's doing every time we see her. She's just shuffling the deck. Um, I, I liked the outcome of this match because... I feel like this has been the narrative all along. Like Nia Jax is not lost and she came back. If she's lost, it's been like in a situation where somebody else could get pinned. It was in, you know, the 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 women's battle royale or whatever where she got like 18 women to toss her out of the ring. Um she has not lost a singles match since she came back aside from DQ wise. And like the next is Rhea, so to me, it's it, it's completely headed towards Rhea Nia Jax, and it just kind of solidifies that really there's there's no one on. I mean, obviously Nia Jax's in ring performance is much different than Rhea Ripley's. She does she's the women woman equivalent of of you know Big Show or something like a, a big person who acts like a big person in the in the ring, right? So obviously it's very different. But, I mean, this this is just trending towards Nia Jax getting riptided. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, I did like the spot in this match when, um, I wouldn't say I liked it, but I'd like to comment on Zoe, whoever's making her go up to the rope and jump, she's scared. She she can't like it's in her head now like she's thinking about it too much. She didn't even like stand all the way up or jump again. Like she she just falls like she almost died. Like oh my god! But yeah, and and props to Naya on her return. I feel like she's kind of changed up her move set. Um, when she hits like the whatever the the 
drop on the when they're hanging on the ropes that's disgusting this new annihilator that's disgusting i feel like this is a, she used to just do a leg drop hulk hogan style which is awful now she's a lot better like and i've, I've been a big nia Jax fan because i love you know a a figure you know what i'm saying like a presence you know piper niven is another woman like that like they you don't ha- you don't get that in the women's division. You get that in the men's division. That's why I was, I've always been a big fan of like Brock Lesnar. Like he's got like you can't even say his name like a normal human being. His name's Brock. Like you come on now. Like let's be real. Yeah, it's one of those people that they walk in a room and you know everybody it, they all turn their head. You know she's one of those people that is just has has that level of uh, presence, like you said, about them. And, uh, like I've loved the promos that she's been cutting. I've seen some people hate them. I've loved them. Like, I love this whole, like, you're all insects to me. I'm just going to squash all of you. Like, I fucking love it. Like, I find it hilarious. I think it works for her. I think that this is honestly quite possibly the best Nia Jax that we've ever seen. I I 100% agree with you. And the way she's able to, like, she she comes across as kind of like like your catty mean girl like ooh I don't know why you'd say that but at the same time she's like but if you keep talking that shit I'm gonna murder you like there's like a whole <laughs> like I don't know how she was able to meld those two together but it just works it does I'm all about it and I when we do finally get Rhea Jax I'm gonna be super excited and I mean realistically what's what's that going to be? Is that going to be Royal Rumble? Like, <laughs> that's a PLE match, is it not? Yeah, that my guess is Rumble. Um, but then that would mean Jax is not in the Rumble. Yeah, but she, she could still be in the Rumble because people have done it depending on where they have the card. But at the same time, we don't want to weaken Rhea's win, oh, she was only able to hit the riptide on Nia because she was tired from being in the Rumble. I don't want that as a narrative. And I, I suppose it'll also come down to the contract situation because we've kind of heard all along that Nia Jax is on a shorter-term contract. I think a lot of us expected that contract to basically be up right about now, like somewhere around Survivor Series. And, and we never actually had the Rhea Jax thing come to fruition. We're still waiting on that. So who knows how long it'll be at this point. I'll keep my eyes peeled for reports, but I ain't seen shit about it. Neither have I, but fuck, man. Y'all need to give her an extension, bro. Like I get shit's happened in the past, like, but this is this is different. She needs a five year extension stat. Well and and they've got all like the women's division looks a lot different since she was breaking noses. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you can go back to like some of the four horse women days and whatnot. Aside from Charlotte, they were all smaller women, really. I guess Bailey's yeah. a, a little, little stronger than some of the other women, but, um, you know, now you do have that badass division. You, you've got Zoe Stark and Rhea Ripley and, and whatnot. So like, I I I think there's multiple factors into it. But hopefully we will get there and get there relatively soon. Um what we've got coming relatively soon 
for sure, however, is a title defense for Seth Rollins. He's coming out for Monday Night Rollins, getting the itch to fight, going to talk to Adam Pierce. apparently. Crowd is antagonizing him with CM Punk chants, and he's like, yeah, just bring it on, get it out of your system, let's do it. And right as he's about to announce who his opponent's going to be, we got Drew McIntyre coming out. He, uh, you know, he goes through the whole thing again, about crediting Seth that you were right about everything you said, that this would be the best thing that's ever happened to me, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, he, he lost sight of what matters, you know, trying to chase Jey Uso ultimately. And, and really what matters is going after that title of Seth's. He's got no more compassion left in him, talking about how he was, you know, saw Seth squirming in the ring after he dropped him on the apron, and he thought about him backstage with his little girl, and, you know, that compassion is gone. He knows what he needs to do now. And Seth is like, yo, you, you do deserve another match. However, there are other people that are ahead of you in line. And uh, ultimately, that other person his Jey Uso, who gets a match next week on Monday Night Raw. Needless to say, Drew loses it. He doesn't even headbutt Seth. He headbutts the belt, busts open his own forehead. We, we, got, we got the best John Moxley impersonation that we're going to see in the WWE, aside from maybe Brock. And uh, he, he just attacks Seth. But who comes out for the save? Yeet Man himself puts Drew in his place. You know, Drew is thinking this is all just a personal attack against him, man. Yeah, Drew. So, number one, this outfit by Seth Rollins. My God, if this if this wasn't already on live TV, I'd go and I'd buy this. It, I, huge fan. I want huge the gloves, fan. man. They look so cool. Like, uh, but I'm not, I'm going to stop being a fan, girl. Yeah, you know, crowd doing their thing, yada, yada, yada. Drew comes out. What the hell happened to Drew's kilt? Why was he out here <laughs> in his little shorts? I was like, wait. like they, It I, fell off at some point when he was attacking Seth. So he went through the whole, uh, whole situation with Jay and basically like boxer briefs. Yeah, I'm like, and what, what's funny is that is how good of a character and this heel turn is, is we're still able to take him serious and still kind of be like, damn, this guy's crazy. Like this guy's still a badass while he's out here, you know, fucking his shit hanging out. Like I, from now on, he's probably going to be like, God damn, I'm just going to wear my fucking wrestling bottoms underneath this shit. Like you had, and that's all I could think of when I saw this too. Is I'm thinking about that's why Indushir didn't take theirs off because I'm like, what the <laughs> hell, what they got on down there? For real, dude. Yeah, that was a kind of an awkward situation. And I'm like, is he is he gonna go grab it and put it back on? Or are we just gonna pretend that this isn't happening? Like, I just, what do we do? <laughs> when when uh, when Jay was coming out and he's kind of you know hunching over and doing his little swag like run to the ring that he's been doing lately he he tried to grab it and put it back on but he he didn't have enough time because he had to you know eat those super kicks and stuff so this was i loved everything about this like and this is interesting that he's giving jay a match i feel like i didn't know jay was interested in the in the championship but it should be fun i mean if if you think about it 
okay, what I was about to say wasn't going to work. I was like, oh, you know, he's the last one left on the face team from War Games that hasn't gotten a shot. And then I was thinking about it. Really, Sammy's the only one that's gotten a shot because Cody, like, been there, done that. Clearly, they have no interest in running that back. Uh, Randy just got back, so maybe that'll happen, but Randy clearly has his... So really, that that was going to be false, so I take it back. They should be interesting nonetheless, and I love I love Seth, I love this persona, but I do feel when he drops this title, we're going to see him reinvent himself as a heel once again, and I'm honestly, I'm even more excited to see what he does with that. I... Maybe he'll start to bring out some of this, like, uh, the, the Marvel shit that he's been doing. Maybe he's going to turn into, like, an evil superhero. That, that would be some good shit, too. He's going to put, like, a streak in his hair. Is he going to... Something's... Something... He's going to have some type of change that hasn't been there before. Like, he's going to shave part of his head. Something's going to happen. I I don't know. But whatever it is, it's going to be amazing. We all know that I fucking love Seth. Um... After all of this, we got Sammy backstage just straight up scolding Drew for the the situation. You know, you've got everything. You're six foot six, 300 pounds, pure muscle, but you're acting like a spoiled brat. Drew's like, you know what? You're right. You're right. I'm going to go back to my good old self and I'm going to earn my way back to a title match. Starting with you, Sami Zayn. So next week on Raw, we're also getting Sami versus Drew, and I am worried about the well-being of Sami Zayn. Dude, the this guy's walking backstage with the blood on his like he didn't even wipe the blood off of his face. He's literally like Batman after he got home from a night of fighting crime, and Sami has the the straight giant balls like the Miz to put his finger in this guy's chest and be like, what's wrong with you? You know, I, everything that you're bitching about, it's happened to me 10 times over. I'm like, 10 times? I'm like, I, I get it. You've kind of been slighted a lot. And a lot of the shit that has happened to him has happened to you. But bro, he's going to murder you like dead. Yeah, I um, I don't know the last time we've seen Sami Zayn in a squash match, and I don't think they're going to squash match it, but like, I kind of would if I was writing the match. Like, I want people to be afraid of Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I, I need this match. Don't, don't pin him. I don't think on the main roster we've had, like, besides this ILE crap, we've had something where they've either, like, Picked ref him up. stoppage. Yeah, ref stoppage, or they picked him up before they pin him to hit him with another finisher or something along those lines. Like, I feel like Drew might lose because of disqualification because he goes too hard or something like that. Uh, that's what yeah. we need. Or he, he picks up the sword and goes to use the sword and they immediately disqualify him. Oh my God, dude. Please, like, I don't know. We can't, we, I keep telling myself we can't pretend to kill people on TV, but all this other stuff that they do of faking concussions and head injuries when people get kicked in the head, what's a little stabbing? Huh? I feel like a stabbing's not that bad. Yeah, it's not it's not too bad when you compare it to like the 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 stair certo or whatever you want to call the brawn breaker at this point. Yeah, that was nasty. Or 
what if he takes the sword and he like cuts Sammy's hair or something like that? Like it makes it look like he's going to cut his throat, but he cuts the beard. I don't know. That would be interesting. Um, my guess is that sword is not sharp at all. It's probably more like a blunt object. But Sami Zayn, you know, I don't, I don't want to put this out into the ethos because I, I don't want karma to come around and get me. But let's just say, you know, he's he's looking a little thinner up top than than he used to. <laughs> I, I yeah, that I feel like. He's been growing things out more so lately because he's like, damn, you know, the next time I cut it might be my last. <laughs> it's funny because like I know somebody who did exactly that. Some some older gentleman that fancied himself a uh, a, a rock star like myself, but uh, he, he wasn't quite on my level. But yeah, he was older and and he he basically had a hair last hurrah. He's like, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of getting a little little patchy. I'm just gonna grow it out one last time to enjoy myself and then call it call it good. And hey, you know, got to go out on top, man. So props to him. Mommy's always on top. What? Where did that come from? True facts. <laughs> and we've got one more thing from this episode to deal with. We had a title defense. We had Piper Niven and Chelsea Green defending their titles against Tegan Knox and Natalia. So this is kind of what I was alluding to with the scuffed storylines earlier. Is I feel like some of this stuff, it's very clear that they don't care about and they're just making up as they go because they just had the the Piper Niven Tegan Knox match where Tegan Knox won, and the big thing coming out of that was Tegan Knox was like, "Yeah, I wanted to beat Piper so I could get Chelsea to shut Chelsea up." But then they get a tag match instead through that like number one contenders and then they're dropping that thing. So to me, like they just abandoned that like storyline that they were trying to plant of Tegan versus Chelsea. And then they're like, oh, just do this tag match and then not mention that. And then so I I feel like they just legitimately give no fucks about the women's tag division. I'm just happy that this was actually a title match because the first thing in my notes I wrote was, oh, a tag match question mark in all caps. Is this a fucking title match? Because I swear if it's not, and then I put, okay, it's a defense. Okay, okay, okay. I can calm down now. (laughs) I mean, I would have been the one like absolutely rampaging about that. Like I feel, I feel like you, your, your ranting and rampaging has getting me to buy tickets. You know the Zaylee hate train, the women's tag title train. I'm all aboard with it, man. I may have been a late passenger, but I, I, I agree on on both accounts. But at least it was a defense. They did lose, so Chelsea and Piper are still the champions, or I should say, Tegan and Natty lost. What was Natty doing in like the first half of this match? And she's getting beat up. She just had her mouth open like the whole match. She just oh 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 like what do you what the hell was that? I usually like I I'm I'm not quite on the Natty hate train that you're on, but like I'm not a big fan and it's usually in like the really fake support of the younger people that's just weird and kind of creepy to me, but um, I'm usually like on, on the side of, you know, she's a great seller and makes people look really good in the matches. This match, I don't know, fell into that. Cause like you said, it was kind of weird at moments. Yeah. Um, 
Like I, I, yeah. This this match is is what it was. It got kind of wonky, and they retained. So I don't. And I I swear that they had um Tegan and Natty. I swear they had matching outfits last week during their they little. They did. But, but this week they looked like they weren't like the the pink purple shades looked different. It looked like Tegan or somebody went off script and I'm like I thought I thought we set this straight already. They one of them forgot to pack their ring gear. That's my guess. <laughs> oh my god, man. But that that was that match and that's pretty much the whole show. There was a, a few tiny things. Uh there was like the judgment day thing when a uh, priest was backstage with everybody talking about just just say it, guys just get it off your chest i know you're mad at me and they're like we we didn't say that at all <laughs> so i do i do like that he's i do like that aspect of it but they did make the comment like hey we know that you made yourself the leader but nobody's going to blame you so there's still that's still a thing so i Drew do blames like him Oh yeah, Drew blames everybody but himself, though, right? I guess now he blames himself. <laughs> I I think he just blames everybody, including himself. He just he hates everybody, including himself. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if that like if that's gonna play into Priest's downfall of just like always being like looking behind his back, like oh, you know, do they think I fucked up? Are they coming for me? Are they are they scheming behind my back? Yeah, yeah, but and that, and I think that's also like as you mentioned, Drew hitting everybody and and himself. Is that not Batman? As <laughs> yes, it's perfect. And actually, you know what else we forgot is we we talked about it without actually talking about it. We we didn't talk about match of the night. Yeah, yeah, that's that's just what I was gonna jump into. My dirty last- Dom Randy. And then right before that, we had a Becky Lynch promo. She got fucked up, but it looks like she's trying to fight somebody. Who you think she after next? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's too early to start the Rhea feud. It's, you know, I, I'm assuming that's what we're coming for for Mania is... Because, all right, so to, to top it all off is we did have... In the Poso presser that I hadn't watched yet when we did, um, uh, what the fuck was this last PLA Survivor Series? Um, when we did that, uh, Triple H was asked about, like, yo, where's Jade? So Triple H has basically said that she's going to be here when she's ready to be here. They're not going to rush her. And, you know, he took a little jab, I guess, at AEW saying, you know, we're going to make sure that she's ready for anything that she can encounter in the ring. And she's never really been given that chance before. So I don't know when we're going to see Jade. So I don't know. Whereas previously, I I was assuming that we're going to get like Jade Rhea or Jade Charlotte or something like that at WrestleMania. I'm not so sure now. So I think, you know, the Rhea Becky is the likely match that we'd probably be getting. So with that being said, I think it's a little too early to start the road to WrestleMania ultimately. So I, I don't think that it's Rhea. Um, 
I honestly don't know. I almost feel like it's not anybody like I feel like Becky should be a free agent because I feel like it's not anybody on Raw. I feel like you you could have a spicier situation with her on SmackDown. Yeah, that and that's exactly what I was thinking because the only names that come to mind because I can barely even think of who's on the roster. She's not going to be involved in the women's tag division. Not going to be Ripley because that's probably down the line. I think I was thinking Nia Jax because of the history that they have, but I think Nia is going after Rhea next. So, you know, so one of them would have to lose and one of them is not going to, obviously Becky's probably going to win and we're not going to have Nia lose and then move on to a championship match. And then we got like Shayna and Zoe. And I feel like she, she just was dealing with not really Shayna, but Zoe. So I have no clue what the hell they're going to do with Becky at this point. I, okay, I got one. I got one. Um, maybe somebody is closer to a return than we thought they were. Sasha? Heal Sasha? I, maybe. She dropped a, a promo video today of her training on, yeah, on Twitter. Um, and... I've seen a lot of speculation that the return of CM Punk and the inevitable return of AJ Lee more or less solidifies that Sasha will end up in WWE. Unlike, you know, three months ago, we thought it was a a fucking lock. I mean, she was at all in, you know, like we thought it was a lock that she was going to be in AEW. But then, you know, the Punk thing happened. And then we got the Julia rumors as well. And I know that's like something that that Mercedes would really be into. Um, maybe maybe she's coming back. Maybe we get a heel Sasha situation. We we try to stir up some four horsewomen shit. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, bring Sasha back. Have her come back. Take out Becky and just drop it. She don't gotta talk much. She just needs to hit the one line. I'm back, bitch, and drop the mic and like end the show or something like that. Like, just give me something simple because that's gonna, it's just gonna hype and lead to everything. Cause we know, we know who Sasha is. We know what she's about, you know? So it, it doesn't need to be that complicated, y'all. Yeah. I mean, it's not even like she's been gone for nine years. So, but right after this, we did uh, have that. Uh, Randy Orton Dom Mysterio match, which Randy eventually did win. <laughs> I okay. Michael Cole is the biggest mark. He goes crazy for Randy Orton, and anytime Randy hits that DDT uh, with uh, dangling on the apron, he always has to yell out "Vintage Orton." What the hell was Randy Orton on? Like. Just snapping his neck and going crazy, hyping himself up to hit some of these moves. It was wild. I think the highlight of the night, which I didn't like, I watched it, but it didn't register in my head until I saw it again on Twitter. But he's, you know, outside of the ring with Jelly Roll. And I think Jelly Roll pushed Dom or some, some crap like that. But, you know, Randy goes over there to dap him up and then he stops and he's like, What's that smell? I think they were talking about the Mary Guans, if uh, if I am not mistaken. <laughs> I believe you are indeed correct. So I like that. I love the um, the backdrops onto the announce table. 
somehow that's Randy Orton's signature as well. I, I don't I don't get how you just have that in your repertoire, but man, he just he's chucking this poor kid. And in it's funny because I feel like a lot of the times Wade Barrett on commentary is usually the guy that's like on the heel side, right? But he was he was so enamored with Randy's physique as well. Um that yeah, it just it was it was the Randy show, you know what I mean? And like God, the dude is fucking jacked, man. Like, and, and the funny thing is, is I, I went back and I watched a bunch of random Randy stuff because I, I wanted to see, like, is this really the biggest he's ever been? And my conclusion is a uh, fucking yes. This is indeed the biggest this man has ever been. Yeah, he he's giant. Um, and speaking of giant, the the mentioning the crowd who was dead but they came back here they're hitting the the who's your daddy chance and and randy he he stops and he's like who him he's not mine <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like everything right now like this has been and i i'll say it the biggest return of the weekend for for the divine voice himself's perspective you know i i get the world but he's been more entertaining He's done more now. We'll give CM Punk some time to do what he does. But I'm sorry. Randy was fucking amazing tonight. Oh, and I I already said I'm so hyped for this return. Definitely, definitely way more hyped for this return than CM Punk. You know, uh, our truth climbed up the ladder a little bit in this show. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but daddy's home there's there's no like there's no competition here randy i'm sorry cm punk like you know i i will 1000 percent acknowledge his mic skills but he's definitely a good wrestler but i i don't personally think that he's as good as some people think he was um He's nothing compared to Randy Orton. Like, I'm sorry. I and Randy's style of wrestling has always just been my favorite. You know, he's he's always been super athletic. And like I said, the dude is probably doing stuff that he shouldn't be doing. You know, doctors straight up said that you should probably hang it up. And uh he's he's still out here doing it, man. Like, God, the fucking dude is just ridiculous. And as far as whatever he's on, I mean, I, I got a list of ideas of probably what he's on. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, is early in the match, we had Wade talking about, oh, yeah, he's changed his training routine. You know, he's not he's not really working with heavyweights anymore. And I'm like, yeah, fucking look at the dude. Do you believe that? Yeah, and and to stay a little bit impartial i will i will throw in one negative when he did hit the rko um so dom went up to top to hit the frog splash and i thought he was going to catch the frog splash and hit the rko out of nowhere he didn't the pool was empty and then as dom gets up he hits the rko but instead of going for the pin he just kind of stopped and looked at the guy and watched him just kind of lay there and then he pinned him. And if I was a wrestler, 
I would be upset because that's that would make me feel so disrespected. <laughs> like I gotta lay there dead. Dom, dude. Like, do you it do you really fucking care about the respect of that guy? No, nobody does. But I had to throw some impartiality. I, I don't even know if that's a word, right? But I had to throw some impartialness, maybe in there. Yeah, I think you're closer there. Something like that. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the match. I tag team turmoil was super fun, but maybe it was just because I was so excited to finally see Randy back in this context that it was match of the night for me. But yeah, hopefully we get more of this. I don't think he's going to wrestle already on SmackDown. I don't think this dude's going to wrestle twice in one week. I mean, he's, he did just wrestle Saturday, I guess. So Saturday, Monday and Friday, I don't know, three times in one week seems a little much. But uh, hopefully we do see him uh, at a pretty good clip because I think everybody's hungry for it. 100%. I, I think we'll, we might get a match a month. That's probably my guess. Yeah, I'll take it. My, my only thing is like, don't put him on the live shows. I, I know that would probably be a bad for business move, but like, just don't risk it. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know how much of this dude we're going to get. And to have it be wasted, and I'm sorry to even have to use that word on a live show, but it's kind of true. You know, like, like this whole situation of Seth where he, like, wrestled 15 times in one month and, like, one match was televised or some shit like that. Like, all right, Seth's a little bit younger. Yes, we're playing up this back thing, but reality is he's fine. He's still going at it. Um... Randy's a different story, you know? I I just don't want them taking that risk because I'm selfish. I want to fucking see it, you know? Yeah, the guy needs to be at home in the hyperbaric chamber just resting, and then we'll crack open the glass when we need him. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. All right, dog, take us home. And just like out of nowhere, here comes the ending of the show we do thank everybody for tuning in once again and allowing us to make your lives just a tad bit less miserable but we will catch you once again with some smackdown action some more viper action and a little nxt action but until then stay safe and enjoy the day deuces deuces Peace.